truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. 888-900-3393. That's how you can let us know what you think about what we think here at Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. You can also email the program, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. At Steve Dace Show, we've got a typical Wednesday coming your way. We've got our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. He'll be coming up here in the next hour of the show. We've got some buy, sell, or hold coming your way as well. We're going to do something a little different to open the show today. However, I'll tell you more about that here in a second. Uh, There was a time, though. When Americans used to come together uh, during moments of tragedy, uh, there used to be things that united us as a people. I still think for most of Americans, that's true. But when you get into the corporate and political and media centers and sectors of Americana, I'm not exactly sure that's true anymore. For example, uh, if you look at a, a big mobile phone company like Verizon, they are actively funding causes that want to end a lot of the traditions and values we are as conservatives attempting to conserve. I was uh, just seeing a headline before we started the show today. Uh, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross, uh, was removed from the NFL subcommittee on social justice because he hosted a Trump fundraiser, which essentially just tells you that it's not a subcommittee on social justice. It's a subcommittee on partisan democratic po- politics, Right. That's that's kind of really what it is. So if we're going to live in that era, then it's important whenever possible that we operate with economies of scale amongst one another and, and support businesses that support the things we support. Now, sometimes it's it's not possible, but if the opening is there in the marketplace, take advantage of it. Like with your mobile phone, for example, you can do that with our friends at Patriot Mobile, uh, the only conservative veteran-led mobile phone company. They've taken about $2 million of their profits the last couple of years and reinvested them back into causes and values that you believe in. And right now, as a special offer, you can upgrade your phone to the brand new Moto Z3 Play for only $5 a month. The Moto Z3 Play for only $5 a month. That includes a 6-inch screen, expandable storage, high-quality camera, and more. Switching is easy. If you want to take advantage of this incredible offer, patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Select your plan. Save $180 on the brand-new Moto Z3 Play today. All right? patriotmobile.com slash blaze. That's patriotmobile.com slash blaze. So this morning, and I woke up, and this happens every now and then, but um, I, I just had some I just had some trouble in the spirit. Man, I don't want to go all Pentecostal on y'all, but um, I, I, I just started thinking about a few things. And I decided to lay them out on Twitter so I'd, I'd have them laid out for the show. And I want to share them with the audience and with you two. And then I'm going to let you guys kind of comment on this and see if we can have somewhat of a serious discussion about this as we get through this, all right? So when you look at between the media behavior during Kavanaugh and the Russian collusion hoax, 
All right, so no evidence whatsoever, and we're going to accuse a Supreme Court nominee of being a marauding gang rapist 35 years ago without any evidence. In fact, we seemed proud of the fact there was no evidence, and likely if he had not taken the matter into his own hands impromptu at his own confirmation hearing, he not only would not be on the court, but his life, his, his life would likely be forfeit. He'd be uh, scarlet-lettered. Then you have the a two-year hoax. I don't know what else to call Russian collusion. It's a it's a hoax. It's it's in my view, it I, I don't I, a wide open hoax out in broad daylight, orchestrated for two years. As we continue along with 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 this thought process, so we have these two things. No, go back to the previous tweet, Aaron. I'm sorry, because we have these two things going on, and then you throw in the institutional behavior with Epstein. I, I really have no idea how true is any of the information that I analyze for you in the audience anymore. In fact, now I'm kind of retroactively wondering how much of it ever, in some cases, was. And I'm trying to think and pray through what this means. So let, let's, let's flesh this out a little bit. And, and let's state this. This is an obvious truth. Bias has been a constant in media as long as I've been aware, both as a consumer and then as a as someone who's worked in this sphere. Um, that's not new. Media Research Center was doing its thing long before any of us got into this business. Now, what's, what's becoming newer is the right is more and more responding with a bias of its own. And, and more and more of the right has decided the best way to combat the narrative combating the right is just to cast a counter narrative. Now, discernment... This has been going on the last few years, and a lot of people think this started with Trump. It's, it's not. Trump's just the best at exploiting this, but this has been going on for quite some time. And if, and if you have any level of discernment, um, you can still navigate through counter-narratives in a search for truth. If you're willing to, most aren't, but if you are willing to, you can, because what you can do is you can kind of play the counter-narratives off of each other, for example, find the soft spots in each to help you determine the truth. I mean, one of the things, for example, is you pointed this out yesterday, Todd. We had the Fox News clip on fake news or not, where they're pointing out how the left media is trying to instigate a recession. Mm-hmm. And by predicting there was a recession, and you pointed out, if, if, if we had a Democrat in office and the economy was doing well, all the same things would be being said right now just by totally different people. Right? Correct. Okay. So that's not necessarily new. You know, Trump, with his bombacity, has kind of taken that to spinal tapian levels. But fundamentally, do you remember the last time you worked in this business that a lot of it wasn't one narrative trying to counter the other, really, in many respects? No, he's just the logical, he's the Frankenstein monster of this yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yes. he's, the, he's the ultimate example, outcome of the process that was un, ongoing before he arrived. He's like a terrible, um, like uh, a vision. Ultron, you know, vision was created out of that. <laughs> that's a great analogy. But it's not the vision we're that, looking that, for. That's, that's a great analogy. All right. But, but here's where things are, are now descending to, I see. If we're now in an era where we're going to devolve from bending the truth to fit our narratives or conveniently leaving out certain facts because they don't fit our narrative, if we're going to devolve from that stage and enter into an era where we're going to replace the truth with our narratives all together now, the narrative is the truth. If that's where we are now, and I see signs we're heading there, then, then I'm not sure how truth is attainable in this arena. 
when the system can decide that Trump and his base is such a threat to the status quo, because because it's, it's, it's not really about Trump they hate, it's you, okay? When they can decide that you're such a threat to the status quo, they can literally just conjure up a hoax and have it dominate two years of, of headlines like Russian collusion. This is a complete and total hoax. I, I have to ask myself, what else is this, is this system willing to do? And here's a more troubling question. What else has it already done? I mean, if, if we have been trying to tell the left and those, uh, you know, in the, the GOP establishment and their constant convention about Trump, that he is not, he is, he's the result of their actions, right? Yes. That this is not, this is not, this is, this is a symptom, not a disease. This is a symptom, not a solution, Right. Be more self-aware, right? The inverse has to be true to some extent, doesn't it? Otherwise, are we going to really believe that the first time they all got together and did this was Russian collusion? They, they've never done this before. They, they all just got together and thought, boy, the, these deplorables are so such a, a clear and present danger to our, our ironclad grip of the swamp here that, that we're going to go to whole new depths to undo them. I suppose that's possible, but is it likely? It's possible. But is it, isn't it also therefore likely that the Russian collusion hoax is kind of the, the end result of the, maybe the game they've also been playing this entire time, at the same time? Uh, by what means would we ever try to check to see if either of those two things that's were, were true? where I'm troubled. I agree. When they expect us to believe two sleeping guards undid all the safeguards and protocols, two sleeping guards undid all the safeguards and the protocols at a maximum security federal prison with its most high-profile prisoner, which conveniently allows a tell-all about the elite's prisoner to commit a suicide. You see the feds went ahead and and filed an injunction to to, uh, drop all the charges, claiming the investigation will be ongoing. But you guys see that yesterday? Went into federal court and wanted all... I mean, now that he's dead, I mean, what's the point of going forward, okay? I mean, if, 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 if they're willing to do this, if they expect us to believe this, that the entire federal prison system on a ma- maximum security, the first word there is what? Um, maximum? I, clearly not, because they want us to believe that this is like the jail in Mayberry right. where, where Otis is drunk and yes, everybody wakes yes. up and Barney's falling asleep yes. and the keys are on a hook. Another, over you're two for two in the analogies today. You're exactly right. So if we're, in, if we're, if we are, we, we, ha- we either have to believe. <laughs> That our federal maximum federal prison system is so undeniably civ-like that all, 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 all of them, every safeguard, every protocol, every surveillance, all is undone because two guards fell asleep at th- in the middle of the night. I-, I'm, I have to ask these same two questions once again. If they're willing to do that, what else are they willing to do? Which leads again, once more, to a troublesome question retroactively. What else has it already done? What else has it already done? I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to relitigate Roy Moore. I really don't. But my, the big problem I had with that story the entire time as someone that knew the man for a decade is you mean to tell me, remember we had these conversations? Oh, yes. I, 
maybe all the witnesses are true, but if they're if if they're if the stories are all true, then here is the the narrative: a guy from BFE Alabama makes it to West Point, so he's the one percent of the one percent of the one percent of the one percent of the one percent. Graduates with honors. So now he's the one percent of 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 the one percent. Goes to Vietnam, gets an arm length level of accolades. One percent of the 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 one percent, the one percent, the one percent. Comes back home, goes to law school at elite places and graduates with honors. Add another one percent to your one percent, one percent, one percent. All right. And then for a small period of time. Becomes the Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey character from Dazed and Confused and is the, is the local mall predator. Gets away with it all of these years. Marries a single mom at a Bible study. Stays married to her for 40 years. Raises her son as his own. Never has any other problems. No other legal issues whatsoever. Had kept running for office. And as a rather cantankerous individual... He was so this was a guy running for office from local prosecutor to state supreme court to US senator right and the entire time it was to do a full frontal assault on the system the entire time yeah planting 10 commandment flags yes, like the, in, in granite there was nothing accommodating he was like on no level at any point in his career willing to play nice and with every incentive possible, year after year, he kept getting elected over and over and over again. And then finally, when he's about to go to Washington, they finally, like, oh, snap, man. Do you guys remember what he did at the Gadsden Mall in 78? I suppose that's all true. And then the one piece of evidence we were given other than someone's story was a yearbook that unlike the day before the election or whatever it was, yeah, the woman who real. brought it forth admitted, I doc, you know, it's actually not the, it, it, I mean, I added to his signature. I doctored it. It, it. He signed it, but I like added other stuff to it, which, and by the way, I still don't want it tested for authenticity. This isn't about, I'm, I'm not, I'm not expending any more of my own personal capital for Roy Moore. I'm trying to use the, this isn't about Roy Moore. It's about the story, the narrative that I was being asked to believe. That you were being asked to believe. By the way, do you know that there is no statute of limitations on um, anything sexual to do with minors in the state of Alabama? They could go prosecute him today. I believe he's running for Senate again, isn't he? I thought no. I saw that, then it like disappeared. I don't know if he's actually running or not, but I mean, they, they, they could prosecute him right now, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no statute of limitations. Go grab that SOB. Get him off the streets, man, right? Right. I don't know. So in a post-Kavanaugh world, does it strike you as it at least somewhat possible? I'm going to you because you, you, you were the most skeptical of his narrative, of his counter-narrative the whole time on the show, right? I was so skeptical I'm going to only because I, I couldn't You found his it. defense the most anemic. You need to fight harder Agreed. if I'm okay. going to fight on your behalf. All right, that's why I'm going to you. And given the behavior we saw from a lot of the same people in the media... In the Kavanaugh world, I think it's remotely possible. Remotely possible. Oh, it's more. That whole thing was a whole scam. It's more than remotely possible, and I even thought so at the time. But of course, you know, and you you haven't even mentioned this calendar you were talking about started off with the Covington Catholic hoax. That was another hoax, correct? Let's let's continue with this thread, Aaron. And then you have the response from the other side. So you have Trump calling out Fox News for not being pro-Trump enough under the expectation that Fox's job is not to report so we can decide, but produce a favorable narrative counter to the one being used against Trump. 
And when you have that, then accountability becomes a lost art slash dead letter. It's just out the window. It's, you know, my team versus your team and, and no one's ever objectively accountable. Which brings us to the next point. For the oft victim of the, of the fake news has determined that the antidote to their victim status with the fake news is injecting even more propaganda into the uh, zeitgeist bloodstream. And this, in my view, becomes the cultural version of chemical warfare. No one wins. There's just a high body count with so much toxin in the air. You can't win a chemical war. But what if he is really the new king of Israel, Steve? <laughs> so let's finish this up because I want to give you guys ample time to respond to this. This is, not, this is not new. This has happened to cultures before, okay? And if you look historically, truth seekers in such an environment will tend to respond one of two ways when confronted with the lady or the tiger or the Kobayashi Maru, if you want a more up-to-date pop culture reference, all right? Here's the first way they'll respond. Get thee to a nunnery or, a mo- or, we'll, build, or we'll build monasteries. We'll vacate these premises, man. We're gonna go find our own personal Petra. We will retreat from the public arena maybe a Benedict option, uh, due to the absence of and a desire for virtue. And then, of course, you know, human nature goes to the monasteries and will eventually corrupt those too, okay? But this will have the effect, though, of creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. For if, if the remaining remnant of those seeking virtue vacate the, the, the premises, then virtue, if you're the last carriers of the antigen, <laughs> all right, and you guys eject, then... The cure's gone, okay? Then virtue is truly lost. Now, here's the second way people of truth will respond when this happens in their culture. They will make the moral calculation to join one of the two narratives because they did the math and the cost of the other winning the narrative war is deemed too high of a societal toll. However, this risks giving way to the Hegelian dialectic. Now, what do I mean by that? When the thesis and the antithesis join into one narrative. Our friend Shannon Joy refers to this as the unibrow party. That's a, that's, a, that's a modern contemporary way of referencing the Hegelian dialectic. And when that occurs, you become like that which you started and pretended to oppose. If you want a great articulation of the Hegelian dialectic, one of my all-time favorite books, Animal Farm, is the Hegelian dialectic played out. Four legs good, two legs bad is how the story begins with old nature. And then eventually the grifter Napoleon gets a hold of the people's revolution. And it becomes four legs good, but two legs are even better because now they're living in the farmer's house and eating his food and sleeping in his bed. We see a lot of that right now. I can't believe Trump said you're a bad Jew if you vote Democrat. From the same people who a few years ago when Obama said, I'd be really disappointed if black people didn't vote for me. And they thought that was great. Which, by the way, also means the inverse is true. The same people who criticized Barack Obama for saying, I'll be disappointed if black folks don't show up and vote for me, are the same people that now want to defend Trump saying, you're a bad Jew if you vote Democrat. This is the Hegelian dialectic playing out in real time. And I'm left now with this question. And I'm going to pose it to you too. Is there a third way? Because I don't know. We've tried to practice a third way on this show. We've we've tried to be very principled as best as we can because we're all fallen sinners too. 
We make mistakes too. We're, we're trying to be umpires, call balls and strikes. But umpires, even the best, blow calls. Okay? Um, but when the rule book is, is... How do you call balls and strikes when the rule book is flushed down the toilet? How do you call balls and strikes when it's... If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Right? Right. How do you, how do you call balls and strikes... When it's my narrative versus your narrative and, and only one nihilism can win. How do you do that? And that's why I don't, I don't, I'm, when I talked about the other day, what I want our theme to be next year for the election year. And then I mentioned, but my caveat is I'm not even sure. I mean, if they're just going to make up narratives, just I'm like at a whole cloth. I don't know why they wouldn't now just, you know, they're, they're historically polling numbers have been actually pretty good. But if, if we're going to devolve to that point now, I don't know why. Why wouldn't you just feed propaganda to the other America you hate? Yeah, you guys are losing the election by 20 points just to disappoint their base every day. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, listen, as Margaret Thatcher once said on the eve of the first Iraq war, don't go wobbly now, George. OK, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go all the way with Kavanaugh, Covington Catholic, all the stuff we've already talked about, Russian collusion. Why not literally at this point? Why not? But on the other hand, here in this office, we're still doing the math. I No, that's not how human nature works. When you unleash a swarm of locusts and you say, you can have it all except the produce aisle. When they're done with the perishables and non-perishables, when they're done with the poultry and the, and the canned goods, and, and, and the only thing left in the, in the aisle is the produce, are they going to say, you know, we're full, we're good here. Is that what the locusts are going to say? No. Locusts are be like, so we're going to go ahead and make our way on over to the produce aisle now. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't just make stuff up. Why you wouldn't? You know? So I give it now to you guys. This is, these are the thoughts I woke up with this morning. Your thoughts in response. Well, uh, the the third way is, you know it. I mean, you're asking this rhetorically, but it it ultimately amounts to the way of the cross. Uh, We are, I've said before this news cycle, the American Revolution is, is done. It, it, and a second revolution is going to be have to fought on some level to either uh, reclaim it or just to simply make it abundantly clear that it is lost. And I've t- it's th- now the New York Times just told you in writing they believe that they are telling you that with the 1619 project that the American Revolution was illegitimate all along. You need to take that at face value, and therefore, I don't believe the Benedict option or Rod Dreyer's option is ultimately the way uh, now. Uh, and I, I don't believe uh, that, the, obviously, that the uh, synthesis that Steve is referring to in the Hegelian dialect is the way either. It is to, it is to stand in the breach. Uh, taking the slings and arrows that come our way. This has obviously been modeled uh, in the past uh, by broken men like uh, MLK Jr. It has been modeled in the past by those outside of our Christian faith by Gandhi. It is it, you, We have got to hold up the mirror to this, as Steve is doing now. This is where we live now. This is the truth. We have to turn all of the premises and hypocrisies on top of them and accept the cost of of doing so. This is not a new way. This is the tried and true way. Uh, and it's going to hurt, but there's no other way. Yeah. I, I think that the one thing that, that sticks out to me in that kind of line of reasoning and stream of consciousness that you had this morning, Steve, is that 
very much like a nefarious plot. What you're describing is straight from the pit of hell. It really is. Because a human, I mean, uh, Lord knows, we are prone. We like falling into any uh, of the ditches that you kind of described there. But yet, um, trying to find a third way, whatever that third way is, it's going to turn into the second way, or the first way, the, the monastery that you become. No matter where we go or what we try to do, human nature is going to corrupt it. So it doesn't matter if there's a third or fourth or fifth way. What we're called is what to do is what Todd just said, being in the world but not of it. That's what it means. It's, we are fundamentally called as Christians, as followers of Christ, to live a life of tension. We're not supposed to be comfortable here sometimes, especially when it comes to confronting uh, confronting culture and standing for truth. That I mean, it, there, and especially at this time, this is not a time where it's going to be easy. We know that. We knew that, and you've always known that since you know since you've um, you know been basically in the real world as an adult. That's just something that we have to grapple with and reckon with. That it's not going to make sense, and it's not going to be easy. Um, and at the end of the day. We have to make our peace with that, walking along, um, working out our faith with, with fear and trembling. But I guess the main point is, this is life. <laughs> it's not fun, but that's, that's life. Fundamentally, if we are Christians, if we are set apart, we are supposed to live in a life of tension. Yeah. You've heard me say this is the time, I believe we're living in the time of the prophets. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. in my house. Yeah. At, at Mass this last Sunday. The reading from the Old Testament was uh, Jeremiah getting thrown down in the cistern, man. That's where we live. I think I agree that's where we live. What makes this a unique challenge, though, is how do you how do you do what we're supposed to do on a professional level? Right, this is still a vocation. I, I understand what it means prophetically. I, I understand what it means theologically, philosophically. Okay. I think I articulated that pretty well in the thread. I understand yeah. what it means philosophically yeah. for sure. Yeah. I don't know what it means professionally. I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't What if they told Wade Boggs, and I'm only thinking of him because he's one of the few people I have an autograph from because he came to my show many years ago right after he went into the Hall of Fame. What if they told Wade Boggs one day, you can only bunt? Right? And he knows, he, not, he understands the, the, the philosophical aims of baseball. He understands what is, what, 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 how it is supposed to work. But what if they told him one day he just showed up at the ballpark and they said, you're just going to have to bunt from now on. Does that make? Does that help you guys to, like, I, I'm not sure how I wanted to set out to do this is possible. If I could just put it as bluntly as as possible, I'm not. I'm not sure it's possible. I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure. There. There's. There's a way to do this. That's what I'm trying to figure out. If everything is is just systemically corrupted. 
now. And it's not something we've just talked about could occur theologically or, or we've warned about aesthetically. But if we are watching it now play out, and I think I am, I, I, you know, I, then I don't know. What do we? What do we? What are we analyzing? Well, I don't. I don't mean to make this sound trite, and I only got thirty seconds. I, I think the and it doesn't I get more trite ten- than that. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh, I think the tension that you're finding yourself in in year of no BS. Either what I'm hearing from you, and we're we're working this out live on air now. Right. What I'm hearing from you is either one, you're trying to decide if this is uh, a standard by which uh, our culture and our society has met the standard that uh, that we just have to kick the, the the dust from our sandals and move on, or you have expectations that are not being met that you wanted to meet when you got into this business. I I hope it's the first one. Because the second one, as I've always said, expectations are a female dog because you're never going to, I mean, as, as human beings, we're never going to meet them. But I think that's the tension that I, you're trying to figure out if it's time to, you know, kick the dust from your heels and move on or whether or not expectations are not being met. Hmm. Well, this is something that we're not going to solve today, but it's a conversation I at least wanted to introduce. And you're always welcome to let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We'll go to some buy, sell, or hold when we come back. Stay tuned. Hey, do you have a stoplight on your kitchen table telling you when it's time to stop eating? No, you don't, because that would be weird and creepy. And if you did, you would not admit it, because you should rightfully, therefore, uh, be put on a Homeland Security uh, watch list. The good thing is, uh, you were given one inside your body. It's a fancy name, abbreviated OEA, and what it does is it sends a signal from the brain, uh, from the gut to the brain, telling the brain, hey, we're full down here. Now you do your thing, uh, and uh, let's move on with uh, that whole metabolism uh, uh, process. Unfortunately, for various reasons, for too many of us, it just doesn't work the way uh, it's supposed to. Maybe one of the reasons why is we ignored it for so long that it just thought we didn't care anymore. And now suddenly we care again. All right? So if you want to find out, hey, I'm I'm plateauing here. I'm not making the progress I want, and I'm I'm working out and I'm doing other things, but I'm struggling with my cravings and my portion sizes. Hey, hey how can I better regulate this? Um, put the regulator back in your body. Uh, and that's where Riduzone comes in. All it is is OEA. It's not chemicals. It's not stimulants. It's not caffeine. Just putting the OEA back in your body to help with your craving uh, cravings and your portion sizes. If you want to give Riduzone a try... It's very simple. Just go to the website, riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. Promo code Steve, they'll give you a special offer at riduzone.com. Hey, before we get to buy, sell, or hold, I just want to clarify something really quick because I got an email from one of our uh, our loyal listeners slash viewers, Diane, and, and I'm sure she's not the only one who asked this question. She says, are you trying to decide if it's even worth making the effort? Because please, no, I count, we count on you guys to tell us the truth as you see it even though all of us are imperfect. You guys have a gift. No, I'm not. I want to clarify. I'm not trying to determine that. I had that internal discussion with myself a couple of years ago and finally came to, you know, um, my maker made it fairly clear to me that this is what I'm going to do in some way, shape or form for the foreseeable future is I was put on earth to do this. So I lost that argument. All right. 
So, no. Um, you know, uh, this is the whole, you know, leave 99 behind to find the one lost sheep thing. Or what if there's 10 righteous or five righteous? Okay. Well, such as once for some of us. So I'm over the whole midlife crisis thingy. You know, is it even worth making the effort anymore? I had that argument. You guys were privy to it for a while. I lost and I'm completely convinced that it is worth the effort. That's not the, the, the dilemma I'm having. All right. To, to put a finer point on it, Diane. I'm having a, I, I want to make, I want to make the effort. I'm not sure how. Okay. Because this isn't a theoretical exercise. Um, it's a vocation. Meaning that we can have all kinds of, how would we use a platform like this to do all kinds of good things? Imagine, okay, well, how are you going to use it? What are you going to, how are you going to do what you believe? How does it go from here or here to out here? How do we do this? Who's even our target audience at this point? All right. Um, it's about, it, it, so it, it's, I have zero doubts when I come in here every day that the effort is worth it. Regardless of, now I, I have lots of doubts of what the outcome of the effort will be, <laughs> All right? All right? But I have zero doubts that the effort is worth it. And I've gotten tons of emails in the last year or two from people who have looked at things philosophically and spiritually different because of the way God has used our show. So that has, that's not what it's about. What I'm trying to figure out is, that's why I use the Wade Boggs reference. And then... Wade Boggs still believes baseball was worth all of the time and effort he put into it. And that's what he was put on earth to do, was to be one of the greatest hitters that ever lived. But he came into work one day and they said, by the way, you can now only bunt. And he's like, well, I still love this game. I don't know what else I would do. <laughs> um, I'm kind of good at it. Uh, huh. Okay, I mean, I, I don't know what to do with those rules, though. Those weren't the rules when I got into this. Does, does that maybe now clarify this a little bit more? Sure. That yep. we're entering into an arena where the way I was confident we could navigate and operate and survive and carve out a niche. Trump's now king of the Jews. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't you know, I mean, I, okay. So we're bunting now. That's all we're doing now. <laughs> I don't... All right. Well, and by the way, and you know what's funny is that's like the fourth time I've said "by the way." By the way, so help me, you know, give me a, a, a broadcasting foul if I use that crutch again. This show, all right? Okay. Save the audience from that. But um, I was having this issue when I first woke, woke up this morning before I checked any of this stuff, and I actually posted that thread before I even knew about what was going on with that whole thing. And then after I posted that thread, I then went to the gym. I come home and see this is all trending online. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? I kind of thought I was just having this individual kvetch over here first thing in the morning. And I go to the gym, get my workout, and I come back. And I'm like, literally everything I just tweeted is, is playing out right now. Right now. And so if, if the rules are, if we're going to tell Wade Boggs, you can only now butt. If we're going to tell Lou Gehrig, you can only now hit right-handed. If you're going to tell Justin Verlander, you can only now pitch underhanded. Same game, but you can only do it this way. I, I'm not sure 
how to do that? That's my I question. I have, I've told you. I said it on here, and I have this feeling all the time. And uh, we use pop culture references to try to help understand what we're feeling, where to go from here. I, I do love on how the Avengers movies, they they have these these gags within all the movies all the way up until the final two that are basically ways of talking about uh, the characters telling you that how hard that yeah they're superheroes but they're having a hard time figuring out the lay of the land too i mean when they have those hilarious one-liners tony stark says um dude you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards or in the last <laughs> one where black widow says um i get emails from raccoons now they're, they're, they're talking <laughs> yeah. about what you're talking about steve they're yeah. like yeah what yeah. I don't know how to do. before yes. when it was just me and the Russians. Yeah, I, I could handle that. I, uh -huh. I I knew the math. It's a you're I three for three on the analogies yeah. now. Well, that's yeah. don't try another one in the show would be my advice. But finish your point. Go ahead. But that's it. I mean, you're trying. What what's the new math, man? I don't know. I I I don't I don't know how to do this. I know I'm supposed to do it. I want to do it, and I want to do it well. I I'm. But you get emails from raccoons now. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I don't know what to do. I mean, they, they, they're, they're, they're literally just going to sweep the whole Epstein thing right under the, like it never happened. They're just going to do this. They're just going to, they're just, they're just going to insult our collective intelligences. I mean, give me a Warren Commission, right? I mean, if we're, we're going to go call out past conspiracies, give me a Warren Commission. Give me a Patsy. Give me a, I need a Jack Ruby. Give, you know what I'm saying? Humor me. Take me to dinner first. You're not even giving me the Rube Goldberg machine no. anymore. You just, no, you're, you're just, not. You literally are just now calling me at 3 a.m. and saying, man, I can't sleep. Can you hit me in my, hit, hit, hit me in my hotel room? I mean, is there room service? I, I mean, is like, there is there at least, I, if, no. you know, forget the crystal. Can I get some Boone's Farm? Something to take the edge, something. Butter me up a little bit, take the edge off a I, little bit. You know, but no, no. I think they thought that was the can of pumpkin spice ham for you. <laughs> yeah. I think they thought that. <laughs> That's where I'm like, every rule I started this process with is gone. It's it is that that last analogy articulated it perfectly. Because the way you think, and all this is the common sense I talk about, but I know this is the way you think, and I sooner or later natural consequences yep. boomerang back, and you and now the natural consequences aren't there anymore. No, because so that, that's almost comforting. Yeah. Not that you're like rooting for bad things. No, but you but, just But like, the idea that at some point you would watch a justice prevail, right? Yes. That, there, that natural consequences would occur would indicate, all right, we're still coloring inside the lines here. Mm -hmm. All right, there's, there's, still a, there's still a, I'm saying there's a chance. But when the hand is re removed and, not even, and the natural consequences are gone, and so we're now just going to all play in the street, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. And it's and it's and it's my guy with mental illness versus your guy with mental illness, and it's my drag queen versus yours. Mm -hmm. All right, you know, and um, and now we're going to attack. We're going to we're not going to just. It's not we're not content to attack Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar for being anti-Semites and hating America. That's not good enough. We now are going to attack them because they come from Islamic enclaves that aren't rainbow jihadic enough and 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 aren't as as culturally progressive as Israel. We're going to do that now. So like every line, every rule, every standard gone. Everything cool. gone. Cool. Cool standards, bro. Yeah. <laughs> cool rules, cool values you once had. Okay. So, 
what are we doing? <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm like, how do we do this? I, I don't know yet. And we're going to have to figure this out in real time. Uh, and the fun thing will be, for as long as we can keep fooling the people at the blaze of, to, to keep letting us do this, you're going to get to watch and listen. While we trip o- o- over the dark, trip over ourselves in the dark as, as, as the blind lead the blind. We're going to, this is, you know, uh, you're going to need like shin guards. You're going to stub that toe a lot. You know, you're going to bang that funny bone elbow a lot. This is, you know, and what's funny is I actually, one of my driving forces was I thought a lot of the old ways were, were terrible and used against us. And so I challenged these shibboleths from day one of my career. But now though, but now we're like, you know what? All barriers bad. All speed bumps bad. All restraining bolts bad. So then what am I conserving? Uh, Terror force? What am, what am I conserving? I, I'm asking. Republicans need to win, like Jim Bopp told us yesterday in the video, the pro-life grifter. Republicans need to win, and we need to have a majority on the Supreme Court. We just had that, actually. We had a Republican president, we had a Republican Senate, and we had a Republican House, and a majority of appointees on the Supreme Court that were Republican appointed. So why didn't y'all at the National Right to Life push for the heartbeat bill when you had that in 2017 and 18? Why didn't you do that then? Here's the hope. You are right there. You are asking the question that a lot of other people so Rob is asking this kind of question. Uh, and, and people go different ways and make people uncomfortable. Uh, Tucker Carlson, obviously. Matthew Peterson with Claremont Institute has recently been doing great work uh, writing about this thing. So there's the hope. You aren't remotely alone in asking this question. Then let's end on a note of hope. Uh, let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Uh, brought to you by Home Title Lock. The Amazon Capital One data breach just hit. 106 million of us just had our names, home addresses, and banking information exposed. Forget credit card theft. Your far greater risk is now home title fraud. Title fraud is rampant because identity thieves figured out that your title and mortgages are kept uh, online where they can be hacked. And their big payday comes by forging your name off of your paperwork and putting their names on. And then they borrow all of your equity till it's gone, sticking you with the payments forget your insurance bank or identity theft program they cannot protect you but for pennies a day home title lock will they do it by locking down your home's online title and mortgage and when you have a massive data breach like this the first 60 days are key all right because you end up repairing the breach eventually and so the scammers try to take advantage of this while it's hot that's why we're offering you today 60 risk-free days of home title lock protection 60 risk-free days of home title lock protection at hometitlelock.com go there and learn more protect the most valuable investment most americans will ever have at hometitlelock.com it is now time for buy seller hold aaron with some help usually from those of you in the audience we'll throw uh, our way over here uh, to Todd and myself, a series of statements, propositions, predictions. Todd and I will decide, and it could be on any topic. Are we buying that? Are we selling that? Maybe we even have a reason why. Once per show, we're permitted a hold. If it's for any other reason other than uh, that's just uh, beneath even my mediocre intellect, you will be, according to the dude code, mercilessly, mercilessly scorned and mocked for punking out. Aaron. All right. This one just came to me within the last, uh, an idea came to me within the last uh, 20 minutes or so. The XFL announced their team names and logos. Oh. 
just in the last half okay. hour. Uh, before we uh, get to the rest of the buy, sell, hold propositions, we're going to go through these one by one. I like um, it. Buy, sell, or hold, whether you like the name, the way it sounds, the way it rolls off the tongue, that type of thing. So eight teams. We'll start with the St. Louis. They announced in these videos that they put out for each of these announcements. They're really sweet. Does it seem to you like they know what they're doing right they, now? They have a plan. Okay. They right. have a plan. Strikes me as a guy with a plan. Uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. I like it. I like no, it. I'll buy. Yeah. Yeah. You I'd know what? I, you know what? Here's what I like about it. Hawks is a common name as a sports logo. Yeah, but and Battle nickname. Hawks is not. But, but if you want to send the notion that this is no longer panty waste football in the NFL where yeah. one of its prize players yeah. is blowing the yep. league up over, what helmet am I going to wear? You want to send it. We're not just the Hawks here in the XFL, man. We're the Battle Hawks. Yep. There's, I like that. I like it. And it's old school and it's not. I, I, I appreciate how they tried to kind of go in a different direction, but I'm so glad, at least so far, that it's not like the St. Louis Meditation or something like that. <laughs> right. You know, they tried to do that. The And there's names that they've you tried. Know what, you know what it is? Do you use a wrestling reference? That's coming over the top rope right there. You know, that's kind of McMahon mm. coming over the top sure. rope. Mm. By the way, number one trending thing on Twitter right now worldwide, you know what it is? Oh, no. Antichrist hmm. is the number one trending hashtag on Twitter right now anyway aaron go ahead it's funny all these lefties now that trump's in office they've all discovered their left behind books yeah <laughs> yeah oh my goodness go ahead i'm sorry oh i didn't mean to goodness. step on your applause line my no bad. like i'm i can't get aaron, over that aaron's pondering his existence yeah <laughs> let's put our no, Aaron's in like, here. where am i where am i what, what are we doing here back yeah. to the xfl yeah. yes <laughs> uh this one the tampa bay vipers it's got the everglades kind of uh, i like it yep. i yeah. like it as well yeah Bye. i like it Yep, I'm I would have liked King Cobra's better and then like you sell that eight ball beer at the stadium, yeah. you know? But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. This one, uh, the New York Guardians. Ah, bye. I like them. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I, I like, like it. that as well. Yeah, yeah. I like it. And, you're, and, you, and you can do the NYG thing. Yep. Which that market obviously is loves their New York Giants, and yep. that kind of ties in logo wise to the NYG, yep. you know, uh, initials as well. Yep. Uh, let's see. This this is my f- personal favorite, uh, the Seattle Dragons. Yeah, bye. W- because of like Imagine Dragons or no, something? Is that what you're no, thinking? No, because it's out. Uh, it's out on the uh, Puget Sound. Is it? Is that the Puget ah, Sound? Yeah. Okay. It's out by the sea. You know, it's a really you know what I would have told them to go with where you could expect dragons. I would have told them Se- go with the Seattle Jam because of how many great rock acts and stuff like that have come out of the Seattle area. See, that's what uh, I was saying. Don't do that. I mean, it's like the, the that... Seattle meditation, the, the jam. The, <laughs> I, don't, the, I think you know. Seattle jam's not the Seattle meditation, but okay. Yeah. Right. But no, the, 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 when you're doing something that's not an actual a, a, a monster or an animal or something like that, that's kind yeah. of been mythical played creature. out and often yeah. badly. So yeah. that, okay. I like the mythical creature theme here. Uh, let's see the Los Angeles Wildcats. Nah, nah, I don't like that one at all. I yeah, don't. that's my my children's high school is the Wildcats, yeah. and it's like there's all like you, the there's a lot of Wildcats. That yeah. strikes me as what is the most benign name we can come up with. So whatever the hell has become of California, will just leave us alone. Okay, <laughs> that's what that strikes me as. Yeah. All right. uh, the DC Defenders. I like it. Bye. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yep. And the uh, the Houston Roughnecks. Yeah, bye. That's my favorite, I think. I like it. I think I like the New York Guardians probably best because of the NY. I think it's clever on multiple mm-hmm. levels. Yeah. I actually don't like dragons at all, but um, 
Wildcats is is you know the the tamest. See what I did there. Mm. Um, might as well double down the bad dad jokes. <laughs> but me. Uh, bless you. I just um, put Todd on camera instinctively. <laughs> Excellent. Right on cue. Um, Hashtag Antichrist. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's broken right now. It's still trending number one, by the way. Oh, my goodness. The, the top two things trending in America right now are hashtag Antichrist and yeah. hashtag Braxton Miller, the former Ohio State quarterback. What yeah. in the Sam Hill? Oh, what is happening? You I feel like I'm in one of those Chevy commercials with the fake focus groups. <laughs> what is happening? You're, you're looking. Okay. We're looking around the room to see which of us like goes full um, Avengers and like turns into dust and flows yeah. away. Like, is this I don't that? feel good, Mister Dix. In, yes. in what culture is Antichrist and an obscure former Ohio State quarterback trending? Uh, one number more. one and two. One more. The Dallas Renegades. Oh, I love that. Yep. Yeah. Bye. Overall, muy bien. Yep. Overall, well done. All right, we'll come back. More buy, sell, or hold next. Stay tuned. All right, we're back here with hour number two, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. 888-900-3393 is the number to Blaze TV radio and podcast you can contact us individually as well via email steve at stevedace.com or like us on facebook follow us on twitter at steve Dace show if you are listening today via the podcast if you wouldn't mind leaving us if you like what we do here a five-star review on your podcasting platform of preference we would appreciate that because the more of those we get the more favorable uh, the algorithms are to us and the more they help us find more people like you and then the more likely that uh, we get payroll around here every month. So we would appreciate that. All right, thousands of you have left us uh, great reviews already. Thank you to each and every one of you. Consider um, doing it uh, twice, maybe, maybe, maybe three times. And I'd say maybe the rules don't support that, but apparently there aren't any rules anymore. So just keep pinging us. You know, just, just drop nine. If you haven't left us a review, but don't like make them like in concurrent days. You know, like maybe once a week. <laughs> all right. Okay. Maybe the algorithms catch on to that. All right. So you know, wait a couple every 90 days. Leave us a five star review. Just maybe change your name. Am I allowed to say that? Like the old Arbitron days. Yeah, like you, you could not even reference Arbitron. Trouble. You couldn't reference yeah. ratings diaries. You'd lose your right? job. That station could be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Massive fines. Yeah. Is that is that how the podcasting world works? Yet? I Do don't. That? I don't think so. Maybe. Who knows? They, you know, um, we're not certain about anything anymore. So. No. Now, I've got good news for you. All right. Antichrist and Braxton Miller are not trending one and two on Twitter now. It's now Antichrist, hashtag 25th Amendment now. They're, they're trending one, two. Then Braxton Miller, followed by hashtag King of the Jews. Those are the four things trending. On, Braxton Miller is probably thinking, what in the Sam Hill? What? <laughs> What prize oh, did, hell no. What prize no, did I win? You know what? I should actually probably click on his hashtag to see, is he, maybe, did he commit a crime? Because I don't want to like make light of it if we found out that. He's a terrible person. Yeah. Okay. No, it's just the Browns are giving him a chance to renew his career. That's all. Cool. All right. Cool. So Braxton's buddies probably came up to my Browns cap. Yo, dog, you're trending right now on Twitter. And you show him on your phone what's trending, and, and he, he looks. And he's like Antichrist. Antichrist. I'm, I'm between Antichrist and King of the Jews. His, what? His picture next to the blood moon. 
And he's got, at that point, Braxton Miller is so lost, he looks at his pal in training camp and just goes, I don't know, man. Go blue. Hell, I don't know. All right. Um, we'll get back to buy, sell, or hold. Part two brought to you by friends here at Real Estate Agents I Trust. Uh, if you are looking to get into a booming real estate market right now, make sure you do so with an agent that you can trust, somebody who's got a proven track record of success, someone who's got a marketing plan for you when you ask for one, other than how about another open house three people will come to this weekend. And then someone who also returns phone calls, is courteous, rec- recognizes this is a stressful time, they need to be available to you, and do their very best not to make too la- too many last minute demands. All right. So if you're looking for an agent that checks those three boxes, let me tell you where you're going to find them at the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. These are agents that are vetted uh, to not to help you find a client for that agent, but to find an agent worthy of having you for the client. All right. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Our weekly profit of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz is coming up here at the bottom of the hour. But Aaron, let's get back to buy, sell, or hold. All right. We'll start with Chuck Gregory, who says President Trump declares, quote unquote, war on Fox News this fall after a contrived dog and pony show through December. Both sides reach an armistice before 2020 electoral season begins. I'm going to buy on the first and sell on the second proposition. Now, we've never. I need a point of order. Okay. Okay. Can you buy and sell? As a proposition is. Yeah, because there's really two propositions there. So, yes. Are you, are you okay that. with buying it? Because because I, I I buy that will happen, but but I also believe all is art of the deal and art of the deal is all. I, I could see this being a front that he just reopens later on when he doesn't get, you know, a headline or the coverage when every show is not Hannity. You know, and the polls have him, even his beloved Rasmussen poll has him behind. Can't you see him saying arm resistance is over? You know, Fox News. Oh no, you suck again, right? You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think I think I think with Trump and in, in, in this relationship, uh, I think I'm going to buy and sell that. That I, I think it will happen, and then I think it could be undone and happen and re-undone and rehappen again and again and again between now and what is it, 400 see, some odd days to the election? See, you are you you're giving yourself some of your own best medicine. Right there, because that's paradoxical thinking, and that's what you're going to need to get out of this quagmire, bro. Well done. I mean, I, I contemplated this week just putting a hold on everything you were about to ask me, not knowing what, <laughs> with my level of uncertainty at the moment, but I decided that would also be a little uh, a little douchey, so I won't do that. Todd? Yeah, sure. Bye for the reasons Steve talked about. It's setting He's setting a good marker for going forward today. Bye. Got it. This one from Todd Saffel is pretty good, I think. Three most useless things in sports, NFL preseason games, college football preseason pulls, and the NBA regular season. I'll buy that. It's a pretty good list. I, here, I'm going to sell. The two of them are dead on the money. NFL preseason games. I mean, I'm watching my Detroit Lions media losing their collective bowels because Matt Stafford hasn't played a down in the preseason. Okay, they put him out there, and he and he tears his Achilles. And he's done for the year. All those same writers would be like, "Why do you play in the preseason?" Yeah, right. All you need to know about the NFL preseason is one year my Detroit Lions went four zero, and two of the games they won by seventeen points or more, and that year was two thousand and eight. 
They then went out there and became the first team ever to go 0-16. There's nothing is relevant happening here. One time you'll get a Dak Prescott who shocks everybody with how well he plays in the preseason, and then it translates over to the regular season. But for every time you get that, you learn 10,000 other lessons that this just... it doesn't matter, as The Rock likes to say. It, it's it's irrelevant. Uh, the NFL preseason is about finding out who are the last five and first five guys you're going to cut on your team. That That's what it's about. Um, the NBA regular season, I agree, is a complete waste of time. Wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. I, I, I grew up loving the NBA. I still watch a lot of the NBA playoffs. Um, but But I would actually, I would substitute college football preseason polls for the NHL regular season. That's that's an even bigger waste of time than the NBA. I mean, when you've got eighth seeds winning winning type Stanley Cups and you Why know even play the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, to me, and that's a huge waste of time, especially because they may have the best playoff of any professional sports league. The problem you have with college football preseason polls, I'm totally fine if you hate them, but they're not useless, and the reason why is. They f- we don't get the first college football playoff ratings until either the last week of October and this year it's the first week of November. Which means what's going to frame the mindsets of all of the fans and the coaches and the media that are, that are s- determining the narratives before the college football playoffs takes over. So for two months, all we're going to talk about are what? The AP poll rankings, starting with the preseason poll. And so you, they, you, may, you, might, you might find them vile, you might not like them. I think that's a valid argument, but I certainly don't believe they're useless. They're going to determine the opening. They're going to determine the narrative of this season for two thirds of it. Only in the last third, when the college football playoff rankings come in, and even then, when you look at when you when, when the first college football playoff rankings come out compared to the preseason eight or compared to the AP poll that week, there's not a lot of huge differences. All right. You're not going to find like a team 12th in the AP poll who's number two in the college football playoff rankings or the other way around. So they, you might not like them. They might be vile, but they're definitely not useless. So that's why I'm going to sell. Uh, I agree with uh, Steve on all fronts. I, I mean, I don't watch preseason football. I had it on in the background uh, doing something else within the last couple of weeks just because it was nice to kind of – it's like a, a song you haven't heard in a while, you know. It's a nice, hey, football's around, but – uh, it's boring, uh, and yeah, goodness knows it's boring. But the, the, the preseason polls are fun. I don't think they're they're not even if they didn't have a, everything to do with what Steve is talking about. They're just fun, so they're not useless in that respect. All right, moving on. Micah Don Arrington says Todd's superpower is the ability to turn any segment into a referendum against instant <laughs> replay. Bye. Bye. Well, Steve conceded as much about you know, yes. When, yes, when he said it's way, way more. This isn't just a thing about sports. It's about who we are fundamentally. Andy Burnt says Medicare for all will eventually have to cover vet bills for pets slash emotional support animals. Oh, bye. A uh, yeah, bye. At this point, you could probably tell me anything it would cover. Yeah, and I would buy anything. Um, you know, anything regarding a, a Judeo-Christian something. Or yes, another. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Biscuit says urinals in, I love that name, Uh, Biscuit says urinals in men's uh, bathrooms will be deemed sexist and begin to be phased out in time for the 2020 election, reigniting the bathroom debate. I will sell, let's chop the last part off there. Urinals in men's bathrooms are going the way of the dodo by sell or hold because they're sexist. I definitely think there will be campuses and places in America where that will take place. Uh, So... 
if we're just going with that yep. and buy. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a whole cloth thing, but I, I definitely believe. Uh, I mean, the the left America, it's it's um, it's full bore Sodom and Gomorrah time now, guys. Okay. I mean, every news cycle it is bring these men out so we can have our way with them. I mean, that's it's the same story. There will be, you know, this is one of my favorite pop culture analogies. That's why I've used it so many times. The left America has become Donald Pleasant's fantastic rant about Michael Myers in the first Halloween movie. It cannot be destroyed, cannot be contained, cannot be killed. I mean, that, that's what it has become. And there, there will be no level of restraint. In fact, they will brag about the lack of restraint they have. So there absolutely will be places in America where this will take place. Bye. Bye. All right, moving on. Gaston Mooney, president of Blaze Media, says, uh, <laughs> Clemson or Alabama in the national title game? So you, wait, you, you, you can Clemson just... Clemson or Alabama. We have to pick one, basically. Clemson or Alabama. Do you buy that one of those two teams will be in the national title game? I, oh, well, I buy that. I buy that one of the one of the two will be. And my prediction is they're actually going to play each other in the semifinals, like they did in 2017. All right, so um, I have uh, I'm trying to remember what I have now. I'm trying to think of that. Georgia finishing the regular season number one, Alabama number two, Clemson three. So they played each other. So I have uh, I, I believe I believe Alabama will make the national championship game. And uh, Alabama and Georgia will play in the national championship game for the second time in three years. Oh, I'm not sure which one at this point is going to make it. I, I don't do those Dacey and deep dives, but I I'll absolutely bet the house on it. just that. One of them is going to be there. This is the first time since 2016 or 15 that Alabama was not the preseason number one team in the AP poll. Four of the last five times Alabama has not been number one. They won the national championship. Give Give Nick Saban an axe to grind. Nobody does it better. All right, moving on. We need a ruling on the dude code here. Purple Haze says getting a themed home screen for your smartphone is a dude code violation. Depends on the theme. I wouldn't say it's an absolutist. It depends on the theme. I've got the Chiefs schedule as my home theme. If the theme is your, you know, for your your girls, uh, hey, it's uh, it's the picture of my girls scoring the winning goal last week. Although that is soccer, so that might not be exempt. <laughs> but uh, I, but I, it it depends on the theme. That would be my interpretation of the dude code. Totally. What, what is the theme? Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. yeah, like there's no amount. The dude code permits, and it, I won't say it's, it's it's a it's it's an absolute yes, but the dude code permits all kinds of limits of. Of, uh, of softness where your children are concerned, all right? Now, I hesitate to say any level of softness only because of the era in which we live, all right? You know? But for the most part, if what you're doing is to show off your kids, the dude code will permit darn near anything we've come up with yet in order for that to occur, all right? That's one of the most dude things you can do. Yeah. Constantinos Rhoditis says men competing against women in sports will find a compromise and you'll see more mixed sports and events. For instance, recently the second European Games had a track relay event, I believe a 4x400 with two men and two women on, uh, two men and two women on a relay team. I'm going to sell that because that's not going to be good enough. Yeah, what's the compromise? Yeah, yeah, tell me what the Uh, compromise is. That's actually set aside the sanity 
insanity that's going on. That, that's not. I agree. It's not a. That'd be entertaining. I have no. That's like mixed doubles. So yeah. yeah, that existed yeah. before this. That's fine. It's not. Uh, but, but to your point, Aaron, because it's not even close to a compromise, it won't Are, be accepted so, on any so level. Maybe I misinterpreted his suggestion. So the, he's saying the compromise will is be just mixed, to eliminate all gender a- yeah, activities, mixed sporty sports events. Because what's going to happen? Let's say that it's the relay thing, like Constantino has pointed out. Um, you're going to uh, start having uh, people get really upset that it's very sexist for the fastest guy because men are generally faster than women. Uh, they're going to be really upset that they're going to be running the, the most important leg of the, the race, whatever that is, whether it's the, you could tell me, Todd, the, the last leg. of. They're going to be really upset that a the man. The anchor? Yeah, the yeah. anchor. Thank yeah. you. The man is running that instead of a woman, and that's sexist. That's why I'm selling this. There's no compromise whatsoever. Yeah, it's not. That's not going to work. It's, so, let me pose a question. Mm-hmm. Because, especially in light of what I just said about, uh, you know, the the crowd outside of Lot's house, <clears throat> the Megan Rapinos of the world are fine going away, because that's what will happen. I mean, oh, the, I mean, they, they played an exhibition before this last World Cup, and they lost to what a bunch of fifteen and sixteen year old boys. You can't. There's wait. We've been, I know we said last hour, like the natural consequences are gone, okay? But you've got to believe at some point, and it's not even about natural consequences. It's like I'm standing in the middle of a road and I'm watching two freight trains coming down a one lane street, right? Mm-hmm. One is called radical feminism and the other is called, what is a femme, all right? And they're both competing for space on the road, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, sooner or later, <clears throat> there's going to be a collision if they keep going down the same road and yeah. it's only one lane and they're going the same direction at a high speed. Sooner or later, won't they intersect? Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to go to these mixed things, what you're saying is women's sports are done at that point. All right. Now, mm-hmm. men's sports are done, too, but the men have already shown that they don't have much fight left in them. I mean, Megan Rapinoe's now out there insulting her family members, like her own I dad. Know. Yeah. I know. <clears throat> she's like throwing her family members, <clears throat> pardon me, she's throwing her family members under the bus. Right. Why? Because she's trying to extend her 15 minutes because it's been up for like 10, uh, two weeks now. So how can she get more rabid and more frothing to get an MSNBC booking producer's attention again? Let me insult my own pops, right? That's what she's mm-hmm. doing now. She's going to turn all of that off so that we have a mixed World Cup and the guys score all okay. the game-winning goals now? But I'm asking. I don't know. Well, that's my point. about you, you can have something like he's talking about in track or in tennis, but these sports are niche sports, and soccer is certainly niche. But it, soccer is a, is a full-fledged team sport, just like fo- you can never mix it like that. So it's you're talking about a contrivance that people would actually find very entertaining to watch the track meet that, that you're talking about in terms of they're not against each other you you you, let me you put have it, it in a way that it's balanced okay let me put it in a, a way that people way. get so america's leading lesbian athlete when a guy comes and says i'm feeling pretty i'm trans i want to be on the soccer team and he's clearly one of the best players she's going to say no to that no she's not going to say no to that that's her agenda right but then what happens when the reality is that he's the one out there scoring seven goals a World Cup, not and you. He's the one attracting the yeah. MSNBC booking producer because he's more yeah. woke than you. He's at it. He's at a higher on the intersectionality chart than you are. He's a better woman than you are, right? Yeah. 
sooner or later these freight trains are going to collide yeah. right let me i mean if you if you throw the this if if you have a crowd outside of Lost house and they're all and they're and they all want the same orifice and you just drop that orifice like chum in the water and say you know uh last one out's the rotten egg they're gonna fight for it right mm -hmm. that's kind of what i'm asking won't we get to that point eventually that they're gonna recognize they're fighting for the same space I don't know. I'm yeah, asking. I just don't know what it's going to look like. Okay, because that's my only hesitation in 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 this equation, is I think Romans one natural consequences are out the window. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean I think the restraining hand is gone, but sooner or later, therefore, the you still face when you're competing for the same shibboleth. Someone eventually is going to be the golem here and say that's my precious, that's mine, not yours. You don't get that. Right? Right. Sooner or later you're going to, right? Yeah. I mean, we saw that with Pete Buttigieg a few months ago, right? When he when he when he first started soaring in the polls after he, you know, he, he's he's going at him and Franklin Graham are going back and forth and he's on this one-sided war with Mike Pence. He starts soaring in the polls and then suddenly they start writing articles on the left saying, you know, yeah, he might like sex with guys, but this is just another white guy. Right? At what point does that happen? At what point does it happen when trans well, dude who's bigger, stronger, yeah, well, and faster than Megan Rapino and higher in the intersectionality chart says, I'm going to be scoring those seven goals now. Well, when does Megan Rapino speak up and say, no, that's that's my precious? Well, we're very, perhaps very close to this because this is going on in the courts in several places. The whole thing that happened in uh, Connecticut, there we've talked about it on the show. There's actual high school athletes fight, fighting back. This is being litigated. And a Olympic gold medalist from South Africa, Castor Semenya, who, who is not trans. This is an actual hermaphrodite-ish kind of situation. And the first, the root word of her last name is semen? Some, it's Semenya, something but it's, it's like -E that. it's S-E-M-E-N, yeah. if you see the spelling yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But... Really? But is he, Antichrist still trending? And it, Steve, Antichrist. Steve? I'm sorry, Todd. <laughs> so this is... And even... Th and then, there, oh it's gosh. been toggling back and forth between regular courts and the Olympic courts. And they've actually... But they've ruled that this is an unfair advantage and that uh, this this person has to take um, hormone suppressors in order to compete because it's people they're they're just coming to terms with the absurd nature of the reality that progressive right. is constructed it's right. happening right now right i mean if, if we're going to say you know what we're, you're right you can have the road we're not fighting you anymore we're not going to try to stop you from from crushing each other anymore and in fact we're going to go find our own the new conservative way we used to try to stop people from doing things that were obvious and terrible. The new conservative way is, well, let's go find our own people to do the obvious and the terrible and show that we're not haters, right? Mm -hmm. So if we're going to do that and just let them have the road all to themselves, sooner or later, aren't they going to collide? Sooner or later, right? Yes. One of them wants the damn road, right? right? That's what I'm asking. Right. I don't, so I don't know how to answer his question. I guess what I'm telling you. Okay. All right. Uh, Reality Chaser says, at the end of Trump's presidency, Sebastian Gorka will elbow drop Jim Acosta in the Rose Garden <laughs> to screams of, finish him. <laughs> Bye. Uh, especially the last part. <laughs> Get him a body bag. The, that, that sounds. I mean, some of the post we, we were riffing on it a little bit, but that sounds a lot like how people were riffing on Twitter about this whole um, the Greenland uh, thing. The, the Greenland thing. And, like, now, oh, so, and now the president of the United Aaron, States did it, yeah. is saying that he has canceled a state visit to oh. Denmark because mm -hmm. they won't. 
negotiate to sell him Greenland. If I had come on this show even I know three days ago and said, guys, here's my prediction of what what the major driving storyline is going to be next week. You'd all have me drug test. You'd call me a Trump hater. And this is actually faux shizzle happening in real life. Like there's a better chance of coming up with that phrase. You know, Trump wants to buy Greenland playing Mad Libs than there is, you know, actually trying to predict what he's going to do. So I'll buy. Sure. Yeah. yeah definitely buy it. Yeah. Jeff says, uh, in light of Trump's tweet, speaking of, about meeting with the Prime Minister of Denmark, uh, the purchase of Greenland could be a real thing. Do you really think that Greenland has a chance to be a property of the United States? I'll listen buy. listen uh, to the crazy voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll buy, man. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Trump's going to throw down an offer, if nothing else, because he just loves... You know, I just had a thought, and and I'm going to speak in it out now, so that when it happens, you guys remember we heard it first. Yeah. Okay? We're 10 seconds away from some host on CNN or MSNBC saying, ready for this? Further evidence that Trump is a Russian stooge and a Vladimir Putin fanboy. He's found his own Crimea, and it is called Greenland. Yep. When that happens, yep. When it goes down, all right. Mark the tape. Mark the tape. Remember where you heard it first, right here. That's what's coming next. Indeed. All right. Brandon Dibel says Matrix goes woke with gender bending plot device bombs at the box office. Bye. Bye. I mean, you look at. Uh, it, did both brothers, both well, the Wachowski brothers, said. get gender reassignment, or just one of them? No, you told. I mentioned that one of them, like a few months ago, had it, and I think you yeah. followed up. Maybe so, it was off air that you said that. I think you thought the second one yeah, did. So, but but I mean, this is you know metaphysical certitude. Dude. Yeah. Lead pipe lock. Yeah, I mean that's that's bet your house. All right, whatever. Before the scammers take your home title, liquidate all of your um, uh, equity right now. Go to your local book and, and get yeah. down. That and, is a lock of the century. And actually, I I, I hope, th- I hope to the extent that this is inevitable, I hope that they do in in, in something that was very very popular, uh, enjoyed by a lot of di- different people. They agree or disagree on how it ended, but um, I, I hope they do it here before they do it to Frozen. And I hope because I, even there within the Matrix. You, you may see a lot of people like, um, no, 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 no. And I'd rather they, we all learn the lesson there than by doing it with a Disney tr- uh, treasure. Uh, Jim Larson says the next governor of California after Gavin Newsom will be a tranny. Bye. <laughs> We're not even trying anymore. Sure, bye. Miss- Am I supposed to be appalled? I'm not. Yeah. You want to put me on edge? <laughs> Say the next governor of California will be an evangelical Christian from the most charismatic megachurch uh, in suburban uh, uh, Oakland. Now that's where I'm going to sit here. What do I do with that? (laughs) (laughs) It does not square with reality. Yeah, but if I mean, I mean, dude, at least throw me a breaking ball that breaks. Don't just and 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 if you're going to hang a pitch. At least throw it from the mound. Don't like walk over to the plate and say, I'm just going to drop this right in front of you. I got to yeah, give me something more difficult than that. Man. All Come right. On. Uh, a few more, few more in rapid fire. Mr. Anderson, I, I presume, says blueberry pancakes are the best pancakes. When made so. well, bye. Bye. Yeah.
Uh, this one from Tim. Barry Sanders belongs on the running back Mount Rushmore, and Emmett Smith does not. You know, I loved Barry, and I'm wearing the right colored shirt for that today. But, you know, I don't know how you mess with a guy. I, I'm okay if you, if you, I never really felt strongly in that era about the debate either way. They were two totally different players. I don't think that Barry would have thrived in a Dallas system where they're running out of an eye formation with a fullback like Emmett Smith did. But I don't think Emmett Smith was quick twitchy enough to take advantage of the, the more of the run and shoot that the Lions read, ran. I mean, Emmett Smith, I mean, one of the iconic performances in NFL history oh, yeah. is out there with the with the shoulder is literally on the ground, and he's with his opposite arm carrying the Cowboys to a division title on the last game of the regular season. I can't. I'm not punking that dude on any level. I'm not stepping to him at all. Sell. I really respect that answer, but for the sake of just, if I have to take one of them off, I would take Emmett off before Barry. All right, David S says cereal is soup. Sell. No, cereal is glorious. Cereal? So. What? I don't even... I don't, I don't know. What? what? If, yeah. I, get, if I get help. Sell, Joseph Kurnow says, fantasy football is Dungeons and Dragons for sports fans. I get that. I could buy yep. that. Having played both, at, you know, because I'm from that age group, and we're from the 80s. Yeah. You know, I played it in the basement with my buddies. I get that. Watch the Saturday morning cartoon, you know, yep. so I can buy that. Yeah. Total buy. All right. This one is from Matthew Shoon. Antonio Brown sits out at least three games this season due to his helmet, quote unquote, issues. I cannot believe this story. I, I, it's just, uh, I, can't, I, don't, I can't even with I, it at this I, point. I, I, he yeah. may sit out three games, but it's not going to be, he's going to get his diva attention. For, yeah, he's not going to give up game checks, guys. No, no. not for this. So. All right, that's it. That was, um, that was a whirlwind. When we started doing this, if I would have told you, I, I, I remember when I tried to talk you out of taking this show. I do. And I, I warned you. You did? That, all of your, it, it, all of your fanciful notions about the good guys and the bad guys are all going to be gone. And I was pretty jaded to begin with, but yeah, you, yeah, whatever. He wanted to make sure that that was totally stripped bare, <laughs> and you did. Well done. That's our employee handbook. It just has one line: "You will be totally stripped bare." That's that's how the employee handbook here works. The Steve Day Show. I know you're broken. I know you've worked for Carolyn Washburn. I know all that, but you can go lower. <laughs> Trust me. If I had told you we would not even scoff at the notion that a U.S. state would, would elect as a governor somebody with an obvious mental illness mm-hmm. of, of gender dysphoria. And we wouldn't even like Bad contemplate that, yeah. that there's no way that would happen. If I told you that just back in 2015 when you started working here, what would you have said? Nah. No way. In fact, I would have never even thought to even think of that. I know. Right? The contractions are coming quicker now. A weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will join us next. Stay tuned. One of my favorite products I've had a chance to uh, promote and to, to try since coming over here to Blaze TV Radio and Podcast is Relief Factor. Because like so many other Americans, I also struggled with inflammation uh, that uh, was causing chronic pain in the body. I've got a longstanding hip flexor injury that I have to rehab every now and then, but it was uh, it, it would cause chronic pain in other areas where I would try to compensate for it. If I slept the wrong way, I'd be really scrunched or sore in the morning. 
uh, as I get older, recovery post-workouts uh, were getting harder. Soreness was lingering longer. When was the last time you guys heard me complaining about soreness here in, in the studio? It's been a pleasant change. It hasn't been Hold a while. Hold on, yeah, you're not on. Try that again. Go ahead, try It's again. been a pleasant change. I haven't heard it in a while. And how often was I doing it before I tried Relief Factor? Every once in a while, yeah. There's all, I mean, I get it. We're the yeah. same age, old man disease. I get it. That's why it's been a pleasant change because yes. <laughs> I was doing it too much. All right. Well, that's why I wholeheartedly recommend this product. It is fantastic. And it's called Relief Factor, and it's got 14 natural ingredients that help your body win the battle against inflammation so you can win the battle against chronic pain. 100% drug-free, but created by physicians. So you want to give this a shot. For just a dollar a day, you can try the starter kit. Find out for three weeks if it's right for you. So for 20 bucks, a dollar a day for three weeks, what do you have to lose? Except maybe finally and hopefully the pain. Go to relieffactor.com to get your starter kit to give it a shot. Relieffactor.com. Let's bring in our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Good to see you, my friend, Daniel Horwitz. How are you, brother? We are doing all right, Steve. I'm sorry. I was just typing there. I'm telling you, if, if I were to assign my tiny little staff here just to murders, rapes, and child molesting incidents of illegal aliens, we would never sleep a single day around the clock. So it's Why, just been a busy day. You know, I, I tweet, I retweet a lot of these stories, usually with some form of every damned day. We get these kinds of stories. More than that, yeah. Why Why aren't they, why don't they move anybody? Why Why wouldn't the White House comms team make this their lead, the, their, their, their lead narrative uh, and when it, in trying to craft uh, a border security message? Why, why, why is the governor of Texas creating his own form of a first step law or whatever the hell they're doing down there as opposed to making what's happening on his own border uh you, you know you know the number one issue a lot of people in our audience are just mystified by this how would you answer these questions steve the reason why i let off with that is because nothing matters until we answer that question in this era of mass media communication social media everything's online policy and operations and law enforcement, serious stuff is dictated not by the rule of law, but by the rule of virtue signaling. Okay, that, that, that's reality. Um, so if you, if you get out your narrative, you get out your operations, you get out your policies. The left will take any story that they feel portends their policy outcome and they will milk it to the gates of hell. Republicans could have a 9-11 equivalent event or a sequence of events that add up to that, and they won't they won't mention it. So it's not just like the bias of how they talk about it, what's suggested. It's you can't suggest something if no one knows about it. Nobody knows about this stuff going on. I'm saying, Steve, this is this is driving me insane just since the El Paso shooting. Just the cases I've dealt with alone, there have been more illegal alien deaths than the El Paso shooting, almost all of them avoidable. You mentioned Greg Abbott or whatever. I'd stifle something there. But, uh, you know, this this is a guy who had 19 people, seniors, smothered to death in his state by a criminal alien who should have been deported. This is a man who has insane cartel activity happening in his state. Um, there was just another kid, you know, probably a Hispanic kid killed by two MS-13 folks outside of Harris County. Not a word, not a word on anything other than, oh, we lock up criminals too much. We're we're too uh, mean to these guys. And uh, you know what? Um, 
Uh, we, we need to deal with white supremacism. And I, I don't know what it's going to take. I, I mean, you know, last night I was about to go to bed. I was very tired, Sarah, Steve. I was very, very tired. Um, been working around the clock this week. And especially because the wife and kids are, are out at my in-laws. So, you know, I've been like a bachelor, just just nonstop working. And I get a, a, I, I see on Twitter one of the few good reporters in Maryland was reporting there was a fourth rape in Montgomery County, Sanctuary County, Maryland at the hands of an illegal. And this was like the guy said this is the most brutal thing I've ever seen. And I will guarantee you not a single Republican in Congress. Not a single Republican in the administration, almost nobody in the conservative media will even talk about it. So I don't have an answer for you. Here's a question. I don't, another question I don't have the answer to, my friend. So about three weeks ago, the Supreme Court ruled that Trump could, as the chief executive officer of the United States, the chief executor of U.S. law, it's the head of the executive branch, could execute such a law to divert funds uh, you know, for from Homeland Security for national security purposes to the protection of the border. That was about three weeks ago, correct? Yes. Why isn't the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers down on the southern border building this much-promised wall, therefore, right now? Do you know? I, I mean, I, I think they are to a certain degree. Um, it was exaggerated out in the media how little has been built. I mean, I still think it's pathetic given almost three years into his major promise but i think they are constructing some but again i mean 12 days ago the cdn cartel purposely shot more than 50 rounds of automatic rifle fire at our boats you could literally see the the bullet holes we have it up um at our website in the words border protection, you know, customs and border protection, there's a bullet hole in it. If that's not symbolism, I don't know what is. That's an act of war, and we don't do anything. I mean, you don't even need to shift funding for that. That's why we have a military. Our boats ran away, and now I have a friend on Riverine Cruise in the area. He says they can't get enough people willing to do it because they're too scared. I mean, so he's making some progress. I have a list of 12 items. They're indulging about six of them. So that's progress. But on the national security kind of border side, the cartel side, it's nothing. And again, I'm not defending Trump here, Steve. I'm just telling you, part of the problem is we don't build the case. When I say we, I mean the conservative media doesn't talk about it and then won't sustain a narrative defending and going on offense in what he does. I mean, even today, how many are going to explain what he did with Flores why it's indefensible to oppose Trump on this, why he has the legal authority. We did it at Conservative Review, but they're going to focus on stupidity. So he'll focus on stupidity. It's a vicious cycle, race to the bottom, lowest common denominator, where everyone's just screwing each other on our side. You and I both have done extensive work, you more so than, than me, but you and I both have done extensive work when we're not in the media with actual campaigns, with the political process. We've got extensive backgrounds studying trends, data, um, you know, the vocational aspect of politics. When we get to this election next year, you know, and the, the track record of polls when it comes to national elections have actually been pretty good. Um, and I've pointed this out many times, the Real Clear Politics polling average almost exactly pegged the popular vote outcome in 2016 for the polls were wrong crowd. 
But if, if we're going to live now in an era, a Covington Catholic era, uh, yes, the entire federal maximum security prison safeguard protocol process can be undone because two guards fell asleep. So Jeffrey Epstein can conveniently commit suicide, apparently, in the middle of the night. Um, and uh, Brett Kavanaugh is a marauding rapist. And the less evidence we have, the more convinced we become that this is all true. And then there is the piece de resistance, which is the uh, Russian collusion hoax of the last two years, followed up with the 1619 Project, America is a Racist Utopia. If we're going to these places now, why wouldn't you, if you're already this unrestrained, why would you keep like the, the polling office clean? Why wouldn't you say, you know what, let's just, while we're doing this, while we're telling, you know, what's left of America, they're racists. Let's make sure we give them a poll every day that they're losing by 20 points. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, like, I, I don't buy that if we're going to become this systemically corrupt in this industry, that, that when we get to the election next year that's going to decide who's in charge of, of this shibboleth when, when it's over, that they're going to be able to restrain themselves and say, but... We're still doing the real math here. You see where I'm going with this? How do you? How so, would you answer that? So, Steve, Steve, if I get you correct, you're saying that you know often we make fun out of the polls or wrong crowd on our side, but you're saying you're wondering if there's going to be a legitimacy to that, given yes. how you know. Polling- Remember skewed polls in 2012? That website that blew up and went viral, and then it was like all everything they wrote was wrong yeah, about and, the 2012 and, election. What if it actually happens? Is what I'm asking. And could it no, actually and, happen? And there's a reason for it. They, it's it's um, you know, push polling, push narratives, narrative determines everything. I just dealt with this yesterday, a similar thing to a poll where the parasitic foreign aid NGO industry put out an article on CQ roll call, how Trump had a meeting with several named officials on caving on these foreign aid cuts he wants to do. And I found out from the very pers- people named in that meeting that the meeting never took place, mm. meaning they're trying to create a reality um, and they were pushing it, these NGO groups that were qu- quoted there. So, you know, polling is a similar thing. Um, look, that is a concern down the road, but I will say as it stands now, the polling makes perfect sense. It's a reflection of if you look at what happened not in the polls, in actuality at the ballot box during the midterm elections, things have only gotten worse for Trump and Republicans, and we still don't have a bogeyman alternative face of the Democrats to turn the tide, which I think it will, um, whether it will be enough, you know, we'll see. So I think the polls are probably an accurate snapshot of where we are now. But as I keep saying, the minute you have, let's say if someone like Elizabeth Warren is nominated, I mean, I think that's going to change very quickly. Yeah. So if you start I mean, to why see polling you have, why then, you, well, yeah. yeah, Elizabeth Warren's winning by 20 points every day. And now here's the Rasmussen poll. Trump's approval is at 79%, right? I mean, why wouldn't we do that? If we're, if we're, because what, what, here's the battle today, right? You mentioned the dumb going on today. The battle today is it's offensive that Trump said you can't be a good Jew and vote Democratic from the same people that were fine when Barack Obama said that, um, I would really be personally disappointed if black folks didn't come out and vote for me. And then the same people that were offended when, when Barack Obama did that with black voters are now totally fine with Trump saying you can't be a good Jew and vote Democratic, right? If that's the world we're living in, then why doesn't everybody just cook the books then? I have a hard time believing they won't. Every, everyone does cook the books. I mean, that, that, that's where we're at now. I mean, um, you know, for all the talk about how we're these bomb-throwing, extreme, neo-Nazi, white supremacist, conservative review, we actually do our homework. I mean, part of why I'm so busy is because 
it's that extra 10% that takes 90% of the time. I could do the rip and write of what some of these other aggregating sites do. Oh, an illegal alien did this or that. But I really try to get the details as much as I can. And I don't make stuff up. I mean, you know, I just, I don't. But, you know, and, and but I'm considered like some loony guy. But the mainstream CNN and New York Times, like they do their homework, right? No, they make stuff up. So yesterday we had a situation where over the weekend, a number of these outlets were reporting that ICE ripped a mother away from a breastfeeding four-month-old girl and wouldn't allow her to nurse her, and everyone's dying. And CNN ran with it. The Hill ran with it. Rachel Maddow tweeted it out. The Jackson uh, um, Le- Clarion Ledger in Mississippi, the source, original source, uh, you know, just didn't even source the story, just said it as as fact. And lo and behold, ICE then told me that not only did they confirm with the mother in the original interview as they ask every woman if you're pregnant or nursing that she indeed negative. It was negative. She wasn't. They then went back and had a nurse practitioner examine her and she's not lactating and it's impossible for her to be nursing. So they completely lied. And now 36 hours later, there is not a single retraction, a single apology, mm-hmm. a single anything. I mean, look, you know, you know, we used to have our managing editor here. We would always like if even like a minor detail that had nothing to do with the thrust of the mm-hmm. story, we would have an editor's note. She was very careful. Um, and we're some right wing blog site. Right. You know, th- this is where we're at now. So everything is made up. And I can't blame people for, you know, the conspiracy is the straight and narrow now. Final thing I want to ask you about, the Fox News poll last week, uh, I had a little birdie tell me that uh, they met, had dinner recently with one of Trump's chief pollsters who told them that they could not tell him the truth of the actual numbers. And he refused to hear anything other than he's got 100% approval, basically. And that his predecessor attempted to share this news. And then Trump called Jared uh, and whined about it, and Jared fired him for it. Okay. So I, I, in light of that, I kind of viewed the Fox poll, especially when they ask a question like, if you have a negative thought on both candidates, how will you vote? You don't typically ask a question like that in a poll, particularly a year and a half away from an election. I viewed that poll as an intervention. Fox News is trying to have an inter, a Trump intervention, trying to get his attention while there's still time to, to get his head out of his rectum. All right, because when you're when you're asking questions that specific, you're specifically going to really how Trump won the last election. It was a race to the bottom and both had high negatives and she left too much of her voters at home and he won. Right they are there. I viewed that as them trying to show him you're not going to be able to win like that next time. You better come correct and get get straight here. Did you view that? I mean, that was like Geraldo Rivera back in the day, taking the kids to the scared straight episodes. That's what I thought that that Fox poll was. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't know if it's that or they've just turned on him. I mean, the way you're saying it, it's as if they they want him to win. I don't even know what Fox wants anymore. Remember, it's run by the Murdochs. So I can't speak to that. But I think more generally what you're saying is the way I would put the political analysis as we stand here right now is this. There's three things. There's 2016, 2018, and 2020. 2016, Trump had both factors in his favor. Number one, you had the bogeyman of the extreme and also just really disliked Democrat leader and the fact that he was the challenger. He was people wanted something new. You could always rail against the status quo. 2018 was a disaster because it flipped. He was the incumbent now saddled with you know what people don't like. And there was no face. The Democrats, you know, they were able to run all these candidates, random, never heard of first time House candidates and went back to House. I just I'm not Trump. 
come 2018, you will have a Democrat face, but he will also be the incumbent. So that's where this is going to swing on. And that's why that a question is important, given where Trump is now running for reelection. If you had a negative Democrat candidate, how would things turn out? It's a valid polling question. I would just add to that. There's a difference between asking about it a year before its reality and actually living in a time when you have like, let's just picture a snobbish, just, I mean, can you picture someone like Elizabeth Warren? Mm-hmm. I mean, for, forget about her radical views, the, the Marxism, just the, her persona. I mean, I just don't see that selling in Pennsylvania. Okay. I mean, it just, it just doesn't. <laughs> Daniel, good to see you as always, my friend. Take care. Take care. God bless. All right. Daniel's appearance brought to you by our friends at Genesis 950. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, before you make that major buy, you must try Genesis 950 first. Uh, Genesis 950 is an amazing pet stain and odor remover. It uses uh, with water. It breaks down the bonds and stains and odors, so they're gone for good, and its antibacterial component gets right down into the padding, which is really where the mess uh, remains. That's why you can vacuum and look at your carpet. And you're like, it looks fine. Why is it still stinking here? Because the padding is the issue. And that's where Genesis 950 comes into play. In fact, you can use this as a cleaner all over the home. Uh, grease stains on the garage floor. You can use it on the really nice quartz and granite in the bathrooms and the kitchen. But where it shines especially is pet stain, odor, and remover in your carpeting. So give Genesis 950 a try. If you use a promo code Blaze, you'll get a discount at checkout. All right, Genesis950.com, promo code Blaze, Genesis950.com. We got less than a a minute. Either one of you have a response to what we heard from Daniel Horowitz. Daniel's been, uh, it's amazing, his resiliency to work as hard as he does, and he laid it out what he, it's it's just a matter of conscience now moving forward, because he's he's looking at, every time he does this, like, I can't gain any purchase with this thing, so... Um, I simply just salute him and everybody else who does uh, right by what they know uh, to be uh, the will of a higher calling and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, if you're looking for the answer to the question that you posed at the beginning of the show, like how do you how do you play the game when the rules have only changed for you, essentially? Hmm. Uh, Daniel would probably be the one to ask because he's been <laughs> playing this game a long time. That's a good point. Hey, if you are a Blaze TV subscriber... We're going to have part two of a conversation we started yesterday. We're going to stick around and tape that for you in the overtime. BlazeTV.com slash Dace if you want to become a Blaze TV subscriber so you don't miss that and all the other great stuff we do here at Blaze TV with everybody else. For the rest of you, see you tomorrow. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.